Joel, you want to know something? What? Every now and then, say what the f What the f gives you freedom? Freedom brings opportunity. Opportunity makes your future. If you can't say it, you can't do it. Welcome to Sailing in the Mediterranean podcast. I'm your host. My name is Franz. Today's episode is a lesson from my ASA 101 series of lessons. This is Sailing, Learn to Sail, Basic Keelboat Certification, Lessons for the ASA 101 exam. These are my audio lessons. The total series is 426 minutes in length, and that's over 16 lessons. And this is just one of those lessons. I hope you find it entertaining. This is lesson number five in the Learning to Sail audio series. This is to achieve your ASA basic keelboat certification, commonly referred to ASA 101. Something I should have covered earlier that I didn't was what is meant by heel. Normally heel is the angle that the boat is pushed over by as a result of wind blowing on the sails. But heel can also be induced by the crew. Certain boats sail faster with a certain degree of heel. And in light air, I've been asked by the skipper of the boats I've sailed on to get on the lee side instead of the windward side of the sailboat in order to induce heel in the boat. So heel can be induced either by man-made methods or by the wind. But normally when you're hearing about the boat heeling over, it's as a result of the wind blowing on the sails on the boat. Right, more definitions. Tacking. Tacking is when you're sailing into the wind and you're bringing the bow of the boat through the eye of the wind. So now that we know what a tack is, there are two tacks that a boat will be on, a starboard tack or a port tack. First of all, let's talk about what a starboard tack is. On starboard tack is a boat where the wind is coming over the right or the starboard side of the boat. So the boom is going to be off to the port. That's a starboard tack. The wind is coming over the starboard side of the boat or the right side of the boat as you're facing forward. I always have to say that. It's the right side of the bo boat assuming you're facing forward. A port tack is just the opposite. A port tack is the wind coming over the port side of the boat or the left side of the boat as you're facing forward. And in a port tack, the boom is going to be on the starboard side or the right side as you're facing forward. When I'm sailing, I am always looking at the top of the mast. And usually, at least on my boat, I have a Windex or a little wind vane that's at the top of the mast. And that's going to give me the apparent wind direction that I'm looking at. Now, some boats have instruments that are mounted right above the the entryway or right in the cockpit so that they can see the apparent wind but without looking at the top of the mast but I don't trust instruments like I like to look at the Windex that's at the top of the mast Windex is a brand but basically it's just a 
a wind indicator, a wind direction indicator at the top of the mast. But Windex is just a popular brand of, of a wind indicator, wind direction indicator. All right, I just mentioned the word apparent wind. There's two types of wind. There are two types of wind that you need to be aware of. There's the true wind direction and true wind speed and apparent wind direction and apparent wind speed. True wind is if you're standing still and you put a wind, wind indicator out, you'll see the direction that the wind is coming from. And then you'll also take an anemometer and be able to measure the strength of that wind in, in either knots or kilometers or miles, whatever you need to measure. Usually when you're sailing, you want everything in knots, which are nautical miles. But if you're on land, you may wish to measure the wind speed in kilometers or statute miles. Well, that's the true wind, the true wind direction and the true wind speed. All right, now let's imagine you get in a car. And when you are standing still, when the car is stopped, you can get the true wind direction and the true wind speed. But when you start driving that car, the wind changes from true wind speed and direction to apparent wind speed and direction. Now let's say that you're in a car and the wind is coming from the back of the car blowing towards the front of the car at exactly five nautical miles. If you drive your car straight at five nautical miles, what would happen? Well, the apparent wind at that point in time would be zero and there would be no direction that the wind would be coming from. Let's assume you turn around and drive directly into the wind. Well, if you drive directly into the wind at five nautical miles per hour, then the apparent wind is also going to still be directly on the, at the front of the car coming towards you, but the apparent wind speed would now be doubled to now 10 nautical miles per hour because the car is moving against the wind at 10 nautical miles per hour. That's the same way it is on a boat. The minute you turn, the minute you start moving on a boat, what you're going to be measuring with the anemometer and the Windex is going to be apparent wind speed and apparent wind direction. I've been sailing many times on my boat and we've been tacking into the wind and it, the seas might be rough and, and we feel like we're just getting beat to death. And I've mentioned to my crew, I said, if we turn around, you're going to wonder where the wind went. And quite often I've done that. I've just turned the boat around and suddenly the boat is running downwind, usually almost at the speed of the wind or maybe slightly less. But now the motion of the boat is much more comfortable. You feel like, wow, where did the wind go? Well, it's coming from your stern and it's blowing you in the direction of the wind and also the waves are pushing you in the same direction. So you're not fighting the waves. The waves now become your friend and they're pushing you in a nice gentle fashion downwind. So apparent wind is everything on a sailboat. We're going to be talking about points of tack and points of sail and what they mean. But first we talked about tacking. Tacking is bringing the bow of the boat through the eye of the wind and that's a safe maneuver. 
That's very common when you're racing or when you're just sailing upwind. You will tack from side to side to side to side to side. You can never sail directly into the wind. A lot of people think, oh, he's sailing into the wind. Well, no, you know, you're tacking into the wind. You're tacking from one side of the wind to the other side of the wind. You cannot sail directly into the wind, and we'll talk about the no-sail zone in a minute or two. But let's say you're turning the stern of the boat through the eye of the wind. In other words, the wind is coming from the back of the boat. Well, when you turn the stern of the boat through the eye of the wind, that's called jibing, and jibing can be very dangerous especially in high winds. There's sort of a rule of thumb on the boats. In light wind, if you're racing, or even if you're just regularly sailing, in light winds, jibing downwind is not a big deal. But in heavy winds, it can be very, very dangerous. In heavy winds, there's maneuvers you can do that allow you to make a jibe in, in high winds. But even then, they can be somewhat dangerous. In light winds... They can still be slightly dangerous, depending on the size of the boat, depending on the momentum that you're going to have with the boom. Remember, when you're sailing downwind, that boom is going to be way out, right? So when you jibe, that boom has a lot more distance to travel from one side of the boat to the other side of the boat, and it can build up tremendous momentum. Accidental jibes can, can kill a person. That boom coming around at a high speed can kill a person. If that boom hits them in the head... Or if it knocks a person over, that could easily lead to serious injury or death on a sailboat. So jibing is something to be taken very, very, very seriously. Jibing in light wind is okay as long as everybody on the boat knows that you're purposely jibing. Accidental jibes are never good. Accidental jibes when you're sailing downwind can occur quickly and with really out you, without you wanting them to occur. If you're sailing directly downwind, a slight, slight change in the helm direction and the direction of the boat can, can lead to an accidental jibe. In light air, it's not as serious as in heavy air, but I can't stress enough. In heavy air, you need to be very, very careful and not always put a preventer on the boom to stop or to prevent an accidental jibe. I always put a preventer on my boom when I'm sailing directly downwind doesn't matter if it's light or heavier. I don't want to do an accidental jibe. So I always use a preventer on my boat when I'm sailing downwind, and I'd suggest you do the same. All right, let's talk about, and you're going to need to know these, the points of sail on a boat. You've got the no-sail zone, and typically, as a general rule, and this is probably the correct answer if you have this, it's going to be 45 degrees off the wind, either to the stern or the port. So there's about a 90-degree angle with directly into the wind being in the middle of the two that you cannot sail. You can only sail in a normal sailing boat about 45 degrees off the wind. So if the wind's right at your bow, about 45 degrees to the starboard or to the port, to the right or to the left as you're facing forward is about as close as you're going to be able to sail into the wind. That area between the 45 on the port and the 45 on the starboard, that's considered the, the no-sail zone. Now, different boats are designed to achieve different tacks into the wind. Racing boats can tack about 
35 degrees port or starboard into the wind. And that's because those boats are optimized for sailing into the wind. For the racer cruiser yacht, you're 40 to 45 degrees. In my boat, which is designed for cruising, it's uh, 50 to 60 degrees. I'd like to think I could get 45 degrees into the wind, but every time I try, I realize I cannot go 45 degrees into the wind. And, of course, a lot of that's also going to be dependent on the shape you're able to achieve with your sails. My mainsail is very old, and it does not have particularly great shape anymore, so my mainsail is not highly efficient for going into the wind. Regardless, I try to avoid sailing into the wind. I'm a cruiser. I tend to try to find excuses to go downwind or broad reach or beam reach. Going into the wind's not my preferred direction, but sometimes you have to sail into the wind, and you have to know how to do that, and you have to understand how close your boat can sail into the wind. As a general rule, the no-sail zone is 45 degrees port or starboard of the wind direction. So if the wind's coming at you about 45 degrees into the wind to the right or into the wind to the left. When a boat is close-hauled, that means it's sailing as close as it can into the wind. So when a boat's close-hauled, he's tacking as close into the wind as he possibly can, as a general rule. You'll need to know that term. A beam reach is about 90 degrees off the wind, so the wind's coming really pretty much off the side of your boat. It could be a little forward or back of that, but the definition is about 90 degrees to the wind. Now, a close reach would be anything between close hauled and a beam reach. So when you're close hauled, if you fall off a little bit, that might be a close reach. A beam reach is more where it's 90 degrees to the boat. And a broad reach is not quite running, but sort of between running and a broad reach. And running is when you're going downwind, when the wind is to your stern, when the wind is coming over your stern, blowing to the bow. That's running. And a broad reach is between a beam reach and running. Now, you might hear a term called sailing by the lee. And I don't know. You cannot do this in a cruising sailboat. You might be able to do this in a dinghy. But sailing by the lee is a very dangerous sail, a very dangerous sail, but racing sailors sometimes do this anyway. Sailing by the lee means you would let your boom out not just 90 degrees, but actually forward of 90 degrees. So the actual boom is farther forward than 90 degrees to your boat. Now, if you have shrouds on your boat, you know you're not going to be able to let your boom out past 90 degrees. So the only boats that can really do this are, are boats where the mast is not supported by shrouds. In dinghy sailing, it might make the boat go faster downwind. And it allows the boat sometimes to stay on a starboard tack downwind when other boats going the same direction would be on port tack. So you would have right-of-way over those boats. I don't know why they're asking you this in basic keelboat sailing because most keelboats are going to have shrouds, but sailing by the lee means your boom is farther forward than 90 degrees to the mast. It's going to be actually forward. So the boom is, if you draw a direct line from the end of the boom 
across the boat to the other side, it's going to actually come across a little bit on the foredeck. You can't do that in cruising boats or in most keel boats. You can't do that because the shrouds are going to prevent that from occurring. But nonetheless, that's one of the terms that you need to understand, and I don't understand why. I've never ever in my 30 years of sailing ever heard anybody talking about sailing by the lee. Actually, it's more like 40 years of sailing. I've never heard anybody even mention the term, but for some reason on the ASA 101, they want, to know, well, they want you to know what sailing by the lee is. All right, let's say you're sailing close-hauled into the wind and you keep pinching, 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 pinching. Pinching means you're trying to come up higher and higher and higher. And when I say coming up higher and higher and higher, that means you're coming into the wind, closer and closer and closer into the wind. At some point in time, when you're pinching, if you pinch too much, the boat will lose momentum and stop. That means you're trying to sail into the wind too much, too much. Your boat will slow down as you pinch and you sail into the wind closer and closer and closer beyond its its designed optimum sailing speed. So what will happen is the boat will stop. At that point in time, you will have no steerage because you will not have any movement of water over the rudder which allows you to steer the boat. That's called being in irons. When you're in irons, you basically pinch too tightly and the boat stops and now you've got to figure out what to do and we'll talk about how to overcome being in irons later on not in this lesson but in another lesson because you're going to need to know how to deal with being in irons another term you're going to need to know is head to wind and I don't know why you're going to need this term because I've never really Never really heard it that much in sailing, but basically you're pointing directly into the wind. Head to wind is pointing directly into the wind. If you did that while you were sailing, what's going to happen? The boat is going to come to a standstill and you will be in irons. Sometimes you want to do that to stop the boat. When I come into anchor, when I'm anchoring under sail, I will head to wind. But I just tell people, head directly into the wind. I don't say head to wind, but... I guess that's the proper term, but head to wind, the boat loses momentum, it stops, I'll drop the anchor, and ever so slowly the boat will start sliding backwards, pulling out anchor chain as it goes. We'll talk about anchoring techniques, maybe not in this series of lessons, but in other series of lessons. All right, now we need to talk about crew responses. When you sail with the crew and you're the skipper, or even if you're the crew, you need to understand commands and responses. Skipper in a boat will let the crew know what's going on so that they can respond accordingly. So let's say you're in a race and you're being pushed over. You are are not on right-of-way and the boat that is on starboard tack is, is coming across and you have to avoid that boat. Skipper may do various maneuvers, but what he will do is he will say his intentions to the crew so that they can respond with controlling the sheets, controlling the sails appropriately. When he says, I'm heading up, heading up, the crew should respond heading up. They should let him know that they heard what he was saying. So the crew should let the skipper know that they heard what he is saying. So if the skipper says, heading up, the crew should respond, heading up, and pay attention. Because what's going to happen when you're heading up? 
you're going to need to bring the sheets in, bring the sails in, because the, the tighter you sail into the wind, the tighter the, the sails need to be on the boat. So heading up means you're heading up into the wind some more. Hopefully the skipper's not going to put you in irons, because that would not be a good thing if you're racing. But that's what heading up means. Bearing away or falling off, I've used both of those. I tend to use falling off more commonly than bearing away, but for some reason in the ASA course they say bearing away. Well, falling off and bearing away are saying the same thing. That means you're, you're now going to be sailing farther off the wind. What's going to happen? What do you need to do as a crew member? First of all, you need to say, okay, falling off or bearing away, whatever re- the response needs to be, and you're going to need to be loosening the sheets and loosening the sails because as you fall down, you need to let those sails go out a little more. Watch the telltales. Keep the telltales flying. Keep the speed of the boat up as high as possible with certain maneuvers. Unless the skipper says, luff, luff, luff. That means he wants to lose momentum. He wants to slow down. So at that point in time, you need to let the sails way out. Let those sails far enough out so the wind is just luffing them. And why do they call it luffing? Because the luff of the sail will start fluttering back and forth. Remember, the luff is between the tack and the head, right? That's the luff section of the sail. So luffing, that means that part of the sail is going to be flopping back and forth, back and forth. And luffing is a technique quite often you'll use at the start to slow down. You don't want to cross the starting line too soon. So you'll, the skipper may be saying luff, or the tactician may be saying luff, luff. Usually you respond to the skipper. The tactician would tell the skipper what to do. The skipper would give the command. So we've got heading away, bearing away, or falling off. So we have heading up. And I also use the term coming up, coming up, coming up. But heading up seems to be the term the ASA people want you to understand. Bearing away or falling off. ASA says bearing away. I use falling off as much as anything. But that's probably because my skipper used that term. And luffing. Let the sails go. Slow up. Stop. Usually you don't want to stop entirely, but you want to slow down. So you want to luff. You may need to give a boat that has right-of-way room to cross you. All right. When you're tacking through the wind, you're going to be, you're going to get ready. And the skipper's going to say, ready about. The crew needs to respond when they're ready, ready about. And if they're not ready, they need to, to, to say something, stop or stop the skipper from doing this. And quite often there may be a line that's, that's crossed over another line that's going to get jammed and cause a lot of trouble. So you need to be watching where your lines are going. You need to see what's going on. You need to alert the skipper if there's a problem in tacking. And if there's not, then you need to say, ready about. And then the skipper, once he knows that everybody is ready, he will say, coming about. Or helms we always said coming about. Helms is what the ASA people say you're going to need to learn. What can I say? Same thing. Coming about or Helms And Helms comes from the back in the day when you actually had a tiller. You would push the tiller as far as you could to the lee. Nowadays with steering wheels, 
Helmsley doesn't make as much sense. So let's go through that. You're getting, the skipper decides he wants to tack. He says, ready about. Crew says, ready or ready about. Or stops the skipper, said, not ready, stop. Alert the skipper if there's going to be a problem in tacking right away. And that happens once in a while. So you need to alert the skipper if you're not ready. Okay, once you're ready, you say ready or ready about. And the skipper will say, helms a lee or coming about. Either one, same thing. And at that point in time, the boat will come up into the wind. One side of the boat sheets will be released on the jibs. The main is self-tending, so the main will come over. But you'll release one side on the jibs and bring it in on the other sides when it fills on the other side. Sometimes the skipper will fall off farther than he has to in order to build up momentum, so you would trim the sails to the telltales. And as the skipper comes up, and he would usually say, coming up, coming up, heading up, you would be trimming the sails to the tack as he's heading up. So you need to think about when the skipper says, ready about, what he's asking is he's asking a question. Ready about? He's not giving a command. He's saying, ready about. And the crew needs to say, ready about, or stop, or whatever. Whatever needs to be done to answer the question the skipper is asked. Ready about is a question. It's not a command. It's a question. Ready about. The crew responds, ready, or ready about. And then the skipper does the maneuver. All right. Another another term that they may use is Leho, which is the same thing as Helms a Lee or coming about. Now jibing. Skipper would say, prepare to jibe. Crew would answer ready or not. Again, this is a question. Prepare to jibe. You guys ready? Crew would respond, ready. And then the skipper would say, jibe ho, or jibing. When jibing, you're going to need to be careful. The guy running the main sail is the one that's really critical in a jibe, especially in a high wind jibe. The safe technique, or as safe as can be, done in a high wind situation is when you're jibing downwind in high winds, the man running the mainsail needs to bring the boom as close to the center of the boat as he can before the jibe is initiated. That way the boom doesn't have as far to travel from one side of the boat to the other side of the boat. And even then it can be fairly violent when the boom slams over. Even if there's only a two or three foot play in the boom, in the end of the boom from one direction, it can still be very violent. That's going to finish up this lesson. The next lesson, we're going to start talking about navigation rules, rights of way, cull regs, that sort of thing. All right. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in any of my study products for the written portion of the ASA 101, 103, or 104 examinations, please check out my audio products at the website medsailor.com. Also, you can find them in iTunes and in Amazon. Probably the easiest way is just to search for ASA 101, ASA 103, or ASA 104, and that should take you to where my products are available. My products are audio products. They're not written products. 
or you can just search for my name, Franz Amason. Get out there and go sailing. That's what I'm doing while you're listening to this. Joe? You have something to tell me? No, I don't think so. I just got off the telephone with Bill Rutherford. Princeton can use a guy like Joe. What? Princeton can use a guy like Joe. His exact words. That's unbelievable. You're as good as in. I knew you could do it. Haven't I been telling you, every once in a while, you just got to say, what the heck, and take some chances. You are so right. You made me very proud. I was just thinking where we might be 10 years from now, you know? <laughs>